Good morning and good coffee, everybody. Hey, it's time for some morning coffee with Larry, and I'm glad that you were here joining with me today in a nice hot cup of coffee with a little bit of milk. Mmm, love that taste, love the sound. There's nothing like the sound of slurping something good. <laughs> Oh, well, let's see. It is, uh, what is today? The 12th, the 12th of December, 2021. And uh, it is, what is it? It's a quarter till seven in the morning. It's starting to get daylight outside. Uh, I just had our little kitten, Bobby, uh, because she has a bob tail, uh, was born that way. And she was just laying on my lap and just purring to beat the band and now she has decided to crawl onto the love seat play with the uh, strings hanging down from the blinds up oh, now she's bored now she's down she's checking out other things uh, she's definitely a ninja kitty uh, she loves to run uh, run so fast on our you know vinyl floor linoleum floor that she's kind of like uh uh, Wiley Coyote and the Road Runner, you know, when they're running so fast they don't move, and <laughs> and and our other cat Monroe, who's like I don't know how old is he, seven eight years old, um, he is not impressed with her. Thinks we can throw her back to where we got her from. He's turned into Mister Grumpy Cat. Uh, he was always lubby dubby cat with us. Now he's grumpy cat because he cannot stand <laughs> this little kitten Bobby who wants to be friends with him. And and uh, it's just, ugh. And then we have our old lady dog and, and Bobby will do ninja actions if she's walking. And she just, she just typically just stops, gives her a slow look, continues on. You know, she's 13 and... Uh, but if uh, Bobby gets too close when she's resting, then she'll she'll you know nip at her, and of course Bobby's too quick for that. She jumps backwards twelve feet vertical and horizontal, and uh, <laughs> gets out of the way. Oh, but can you believe we're almost halfway through December? Hmm, that's just crazy. That is just crazy. Um, haven't really gotten outdoor decorations up at all. Um, but there's just been a lot of things on our plate and that has not made, it made it to the top of the list that just never got completed. So, um, maybe I can get some of that today, um, uh, at some point. But anyway, just jumping out here and uh, doing a podcast to say hi and share a few thoughts with you. Some thoughts um, are definitely uh, prayers, uh, well wishes, uh, comfort, uh, if, if I can, to the people who were devastated by the tornadoes two nights ago. Uh, they were everywhere. They were everywhere. Um, we had, uh, of course, you heard on the news all the devastation down in Kentucky. Uh, Mayfield um, just very badly hit. 
uh, Bowling Green, Kentucky, uh, was hit. I understand part of the roof of the, uh, uh, well, there were some warehouses that collapsed there. Uh, the Corbett Museum had uh, some significant damage. I had heard where there was a neighborhood with like 30 houses that were, you know, destroyed. Of course, you have the tragedies over in Edwardsville uh, with the uh, the warehouse. As, and, you know, you, you hear about the big things. You hear about the towns that were hit. Uh, but, you know, these tornadoes were on the ground for a long time. And it's not like there's nothing between the big towns. As a matter of fact, one of the tornadoes, uh, they kept saying, you know, and from the looks of the weather radar that we were keeping track of, tornadoes were coming to us. And we do live on a little bit of a tornado alley here. Um, it's not uncommon to uh, for... Uh, tornado or funnel clouds to be seen going over part of our farmland. Uh, we have had uh, a few years back, there were uh, a bunch of treetops taken out on part of our bottom ground uh, because uh, a tornado went through there. Uh, there was, uh, goodness, it's been several years now. Well, several years <laughs> doesn't seem that long, I guess, to me. But uh, the town of Stewartson was hit, and pretty well, trees were damaged in every yard. There was roof damage, and a little bitty gas station uh, on the edge of town was destroyed, and they put up a new convenience store big gas station in its place. But the, uh, so we were paying attention to it, and that night there was, uh, uh, one tornado that went just north of us uh, wound up hitting the town of Gaze, which is between Mattoon and Windsor. A uh, little bitty town, its most famous landmark is an eight, uh, a 19th century two-story outhouse. Yes, it's a double-decker outhouse. No, if two people are using it, they are not, the top one is not pooping on the lower one. Just to make that clear, you know, it has this offset chute that goes down. But it was where there was a two-story factory, and they had a gangplank going to the second-story outhouse for those who were working on the second floor. And it's still there. The warehouse is gone, but the that is gone. Well, this poor little town, uh, they got hit, and apparently got hit pretty hard. Um, the, uh, we, we were driving in that direction yesterday and, uh, state highway 16 was blocked going through the town. You had to go through the country to get around the town because they, they had it all blocked there. And as we were driving through the country around the town, we saw farmstead and farmstead and farmstead, you know, with severe damage from that tornado that hit Gaze. Uh, that we saw all kinds of twisted uh, sheet metal, whether it was roofing uh, or one of them looked like it was a uh, semi-trailer, uh, you know, the trailer part, box trailer, that was way out in a field, way out, hundreds of yards off of the little country road where we were, 
twisted up out in the field. And uh, so, yes, there's tragedy in these cities where there's lots of people close together. But when you've got a tornado like the one down in Kentucky traveling over 200 miles without a break, 200 miles on the ground, it's not just picking empty fields to go through. It's hitting and destroying farms. Uh, that's always one of our concerns. We, uh, you know, when you've got livestock, you, you can't have storm shelters for them. Uh, it's, um, it just doesn't work that way. Uh, we had a, actually an above ground storm shelter, um, delivered. It came in just about a month ago. We ordered it in May and we did that because mom could not negotiate stairs anymore. And this would allow us to take her in the wheelchair out, you know, I don't know, 30 yards away from us to where our little above ground storm shelter is. Um, unfortunately, she passed away in August, never got to, to use it, actually never got, well, couldn't go out because we just, we got it after her death. But we, uh, we took refuge in that during these, uh, this tornado bunch. And there was one that was the weather, I think it may have been the one that had been in Edwardsville. And it was, they reported that there was a tornado in Ramsey and uh, that it was headed towards Cowden. And then they said, and, and it's on a path for Stewardson, which is our closest town. And I tell you that, you know, when, when you have somebody on a national level using the names of small towns, uh, that gets you kind of thinking. That gets you kind of thinking. Uh, luckily, we did not have that happened to us. We did have a lot of high winds. It did move uh, our duck uh, shelter. We have a, it's actually a chicken tractor. Uh, if you don't know what those are, look one up on the internet. They're kind of an interesting contraption, but we have one that we're using for our four house ducks that live right here by our house. And it blew it significantly and the ducks wouldn't go in it that night. And we're kind of glad they didn't because who knows that they would have been injured or killed. Um, but yeah, it's those things that, that raise concern, that make you worried. You know, you start contacting family or friends that, that live in the area. You're hoping that they're okay. Uh, but uh, it does. It makes, you, it makes you think. It makes you think. And there's a lot of things that can, can make us think. And... That kind of ties in with something that popped up on Facebook this morning that I wanted to share with you. Uh, it's, it wasn't a meme, it was just a little bit of a, of a story here. And uh, so it goes like this. I was in Dollar Tree last night and there was a lady and two kids behind me in the long line. One was a big kid and the other one was a toddler. The bigger one had a pack of glow sticks and the toddler was screaming for them. The mom opened the pack and gave him one which appeared to stop his tears. He walked around with it smiling, but then the bigger boy took it and the toddler started screaming again. Just as the mom was about to fuss, the older child bent the glow stick 
and handed it back to the toddler. As we walked outside at the same time, the toddler noticed that the stick was now glowing. And his brother said, I had to break it so that you could get the full effect from it. I almost ran because I could hear God saying to me, I had to break you to show you why I created you. You had to go through it so you could fulfill your purpose. That precious child was happy just swinging that unbroken glow stick around in the air because he didn't understand what it was created to do, which was to glow. There are some people who will be content just being, but some of us are chosen. We have to be broken. We have to get sick. We have to lose a job. We go through a divorce. We have to bury our spouse, parents, best friend, or our child. In those moments of desperation, we were broken. But when the breaking is done, then we will be able to see the reason for which we were created. So when you see us glowing, just know that we have been broken. I like that story because I can relate to it on many different levels in my life. Back when I was doing therapy, um, I noticed that as I went through different tragic situations in my life, in my personal life, and as I was recovering from them, it was amazing how often people came into my counseling office for help dealing with that very subject. And it was like, okay, God, I get this. I get this. There's some, I, I have come to accept that there are some situations in my life that doesn't make sense why I have to go through it. But I had to because I was going to be, I was chosen to help other people with that exact thing. And I had to walk the path so I could help them know how to walk the path. There's things that happen. And for many folks, they fall into despair regarding that thing that happened. I don't remember when it was that I started putting two and two together regarding that, but I'm very glad I did because what it does, what it has done, is made it easier for me to accept when things don't go according to my plan and I need to stop and I need to go to God and say, there's something you're trying to teach me here. There's something going on here. Sometimes we're not where God wants us to be. Sometimes we're off on a different road. And good things are happening. But that wasn't the intended road. Maybe we were kind of like if you're traveling 
uh, you know, on a vacation and you're going on different roads and then on the map you see there's a little uh, road that has a lot of little dots on it and it usually means that's a scenic trail. It's, it'll, you'll eventually loop back up to the road you're on, but you can take the scenic route. Sometimes life is that way and we get stuck on the scenic route. But that's not where we're supposed to stay. Sometimes God gives us hints and we listen to them and we keep going. And sometimes he has to take a two by four up against our head <laughs> to get our attention, to get back on the intended path, to get back to what the purpose or purposes were that he has for us at that particular time. I feel like that's where I'm at. I feel like uh, there has been some breaking that has taken place over the past six months and even before that to move me in a direction that was too scary for me to take that step of faith, that leap of faith. So, kind of like those people that they know they want to do the, the bungee jump or the, uh, what do you call it, the, um, when you got the, oh, zip line. Like where they have the zip line across this canyon that's hundreds and hundreds of feet deep. They're staying there at the edge. They've got the harness on. They want to do it, but they're scared to step off of or jump off of that cliff or that bridge, whatever it is. And finally, one of their friends <laughs> says, okay, you're going to go one, two, three. And they, they get to three and it's like, I can't do it. They do it again. I get to three. I can't do it. So they say, okay, we'll try it one more time. One, two, and the friend pushes them off. Yeah, that person wouldn't be my friend <laughs> after that. But you know what? I think that's what God does. I think that's what God does. Sometimes he does it with losing a job. Sometimes he does that when he allows a spouse to leave. Sometimes he does that when there's illness, sickness, physical brokenness. He's, he's allowing something to happen that'll get our attention. Or he's initiating something to happen to get our attention. Is it to hurt us? We may feel hurt. We may feel pain. We may feel discomfort. We may feel anxiety. But is that because we're not seeing or moving in a way that we need to? This toddler in the story, you know, wanted something and was given it. But then it was taken away. Why? It wasn't because the toddler wasn't having fun. The toddler was having fun just holding this thing. 
But the brother, the big brother who knew what the glow stick really was, took it away, which upset the baby, upset the toddler. But then when the toddler saw it glow, in a way the toddler never expected, it changed the game of the moment. Sometimes what we need to do is not pray that something doesn't happen, but for God to show us what's on the other side, show us what the intention is, show us what the purpose is, help us to understand the glow. All right, that's it for today, everybody. Hope you have a great day, and we will catch you next time for another cup of coffee. Take care. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.